bit different, and we're just not going to sing. You can you can hum along if you want to to something, but I am not going to sing for y'all. We've got a, a several prayer requests. Like I said, sickness, we do have a lot going on right now in the community, here in the church as well, just a lot of people sick. Uh, so yeah, just continue to pray for them, lift them up, and um, hopefully this pandemic that's going on right now, maybe it'll die down here pretty soon. Everybody goes back home and takes it with them, um, and we won't have to worry so much about it. But um, to remember that going on, um, Lane Robinson, I think some of y'all seen where uh, Rita had posted that he's in a wreck the other day. Uh, remember him. He's still, to my knowledge, still down at Baptist. Uh, to my knowledge, he's still down at Baptist. And yes, um, any, as far as you know, um, broken hip, broken ribs, concussion, I'm guessing. They said bruised brains, so that'd be a concussion. Uh, but that boy, um, I, I was right there when it happened, and he, uh, Lord just really protected him and kept all four wheels on the ground because if he'd have went just, just a few more feet over, he'd have rolled plumb over in Maymead uh, parking lot. And it was a long, this is a long way down. So I was really watching him. So keep praying for Lane Robinson. Um, my dad goes in Wednesday for a procedure, if you will. Just remember him Wednesday morning. Uh, actually, probably want to remember him Tuesday night as he preps, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and then uh, last but not least, Next Sunday, I want y'all to write this down and be a part of this, whether you're at home, in your vehicle, I don't care where you're at, but I want y'all to be a part of this if you can. Next Sunday at 5 o'clock, we're going to have a back-to-school prayer service. So what we're going to do is um, we've got 11 preachers, well, 10 preachers and then a, a lay speaker, we'll say that, um, that's going to meet, we're going to meet at the high school, and we're going to pray over all the schools, and each one of us has an individual school to pray for. But what we're asking is for all the students, their parents, their grandparents to go to the school that that child is going to be attending this year and sit in a parking lot and listen. Uh, we're going to air it on um, Glory AM, 1130. We'll be live on the air there. And then we're going to be streaming it live on Facebook as well on Glory uh, AM uh, Facebook page. So if you can, I don't care if you're at home, I want you to pray with us. If you can get out and go to the schools and pray with us, that'd be great. I don't care what school you go to. Uh, but it's just something that one of our church members had laid on her heart, and we've been able to run with it and get a lot done in the past week. So we're going to have, uh, it's non-denominational. It's not, it's not just a Baptist thing. It's not a Baptist association thing. We just have a bunch of uh, men getting together to pray over the schools and for not just our, our high school, our middle school, and our elementary school, we're going to be praying for um, Williams Academy, and we're going to be praying for the homeschoolers. And we're, I've got Kevin Fry coming, and he's going to pray over the school resource officers as well. So it's a big deal, and I'd like for you all to be able to just to, at 5 o'clock Sunday, no matter where you're at, just pray. Pray for all the schools and pray for everybody that's involved in the schools. It's going to be, it's going to be something interesting for this county, and I, I appreciate the fact that uh, the, the churches that we serve here in this county are willing to step out and do this. And I, I was telling uh, one of them the other day, I, of all the all 12 phone calls I made this week, not one person said, no, I can't do it. And the ones that had church on Sunday said, we'll just move our church service to, to be a part of that. So it's been a, it's been a, a good thing. It's been a, it's been a blessing to, to work this out and just have so much uh, uh, commitment and enthusiasm coming out of the churches. So remember that, and I'll, I'll try to remind everybody this weekend as well uh, about it too. All right, that's it. I'll, I'll shut up now, and we'll get into the to the Word. If you got your Bible, turn over to Revelation 21. Revelation 21. And what we're going to talk about this morning, just for a few minutes, um, what's in heaven? 
What's in heaven? That's, that's one of the things that we, we talk about heaven and how great heaven is. But one of the things that we don't talk about that often is the things that we're going to see in heaven and things that we're not going to see in heaven. You know, we talk about you know, knowing about the, the streets of gold, you know, and the, the gates of pearl and the, the walls of jasper. We talk about that stuff. But the reason we talk about it the way that we talk about it, and, and I hope this makes a, a little bit of sense for you, it's, it's all symbolic. So when we talk about the streets of gold, and we talk about the walls of Jasper, and we talk about the pearly gates, there's a reason that we have to use those words. Because when, when it was written, when the Bible was written and God inspired this, there are no words to describe the beauty that is in heaven. And so the writers had to use what they knew here on earth to try to describe it. So what we use, and what I say pretty often about heaven that's just a, a touch. That's the most beautiful thing that we can think of. We've never seen anything as beautiful as heaven. So that's why that they that's why they use those. It's like I said, it's symbolic. So there's not really, uh, there's not a term. There's no earthly words to use to describe the glory and the beauty of heaven. And so this morning, we're, that's what we're going to preach on this morning is what's in heaven? What are we going to see when we get there? Who are we going to see when we get there? What are we not going to see when we get there? Because there's going to be a lot of things that we ain't going to see in heaven that we know that's here on earth. And that's, that's a good thing. So if you've got your Bibles and you want to stand with me in just a minute, we're going to be over in Revelation 21, uh, verse 1 through 3. And then we're going to go switch over to or chapter 22, verse 1 through 3. So starting out in chapter 21. Verse 1 says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And, jo and I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them. And be their God. And I'll switch over to chapter 22, verse 1. It says, And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. And in the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. Let's pray. Father, this morning as we, we open up, God, we thank you for the beauty. Lord, we thank you for uh, the things that have been described of us to, to us, Lord, that uh, Lord, we, we, we only know as earthly uh, items, Lord, here as we, as we look at the beauty of, of the gold and the, the, the uh, jasper and the pearl, that's, that's all we know, but Father, we thank you, knowing that when we leave this earth and we make it to heaven, Father, whatever you have in store for us is going to be the most glorious, beautiful thing that we've ever seen in our entire lives, Lord. We thank you for creating that, Lord. We thank you for, as we sing that song that, that's not made by hands, Lord, we thank you for, for making it just for us, Lord, for those mansions that you have prepared and are preparing for each one of us. God, we can't thank you enough for that. Father, I, I don't know what ours are going to look like, but God, I know I've got one, and that's what matters. Father, I pray today as we look at the beauty and the glory that is of heaven, things that we're going to see and we're not going to see, Father, I pray that it would inspire someone. Lord, I pray that it would touch someone and bless someone, especially us Christians, knowing that what we have to look forward to when we get to heaven. But Father, this morning, if there be one listening to this message, 
Lord, they don't know your son, Jesus Christ, and they're, they're not familiar with all the great and good things that's going to take place when we get to heaven. God, I pray that today would be a day that they would uh, see the error in their way, Lord. They confess some sins, Lord, and Lord, that they would, they would make Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior. We thank you for this Sunday. We thank you for this opportunity to come to your house. Lord, we do pray for the sickness that's going on in our, in our church and in our community. Father, I pray that you continue to heal and bless. God, we just ask that you continue to touch Lane as he recovers there in Baptist. Lord, be with that family as well. they got a long haul from Beach Mountain down to Winston. God, I pray that you just uh, protect them as they travel. And God, I do pray as uh, we get together next Sunday, Lord, to, to get together as the body. Lord, just to pray for these children and these administrators. God, I pray that your presence will be felt no matter where we're at. We love you and we praise you. All in your son's name we pray. Amen. All right, you can have a seat. Like I said, we're going to be in Revelation. We're going to be in Matthew. I'm going to be over in Kings here shortly. We're going to be all over the place, but I want to make sure that you understand anything that we're going to be preaching on today has got biblical backing. I'm not baking this up. I didn't go watch the movie or read the book uh, that that little boy wrote, you know, about whatever the heaven book was that, you know, it's wrong whatever it was, it's wrong, heaven is for real, that's the name of it, you know, that's, that's fake, that's just a money, money racket right there, but what we're going to look at is what God inspired, not what man inspired, so the very first thing we're going to look at this morning, who's in heaven, who's going to be there, I'll give you three guesses, and all three of them better be right right off the bat, I promise you God's going to be there, I promise you Jesus is going to be there. And I guarantee you the Holy Spirit's going to be there. There's three right off the bat. But there's other things that are going to be there, a few more that we're going to look at. But I want to back up to God real fast. We know he's going to be there. And that come out of 1 Kings 8.30. It says, And hearken thou to the supplication of thy servant and of thy people, Israel, when they shall pray toward this place, heaven, and hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and when thou hearest, forgive. So that's, that's God. He's in heaven. We, there's all kinds of scripture we're going to be reading today to prove that God is in heaven. But we just read it over in Revelation as well, over there in, in chapter uh, 22, and it said, And he showed me a pure river of water, of life, clear and crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. So we know that, that, that God's there. I think we can all agree God's going to be there. Now, the second person we talked about is Jesus. We know Jesus is going to be there. Now, that comes over from... Uh, and, 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 of course, you know this, he was telling his disciples this, but this is out of John 14, too. It says, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. So we know right now, on this day in 2020, that Jesus himself is in heaven with the Father Jesus himself is there now, and he's preparing a place for us believers. We know that. So Jesus is there, and he's going to come back at some point. But right now he's there, and he's going to be there when we're there. Now, the third thing is the Holy Spirit. Now, this is the one that, and I've had discussion about this. I think me and Keith have had that discussion. We may have had it in a Sunday school class. Is the Holy Spirit in heaven. I believe it is, and this is why. 1 John 5, 7 says, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, which is Jesus, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. I believe he's there because you can't get away from the Holy Spirit. I don't care. Have you ever tried to run from it? Anybody ever tried to run from the Holy Spirit? You ever done something wrong and you tried to hide from God? That's hiding from the Holy Spirit. You can't. You're not going to. No matter where we are, 
on this earth or in heaven, the Holy Spirit's going to be there with us, and it's going to be in us. It's always going to be there with us. When God, when God himself said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, that's what he's talking about. He's not going to leave us. The Holy Spirit's not going to leave us. He's not going to pack his bags because we're just an old mean person and leave us. That's not what he does. He's going to stick with us. Before we go, whether it be on earth or in heaven, we're going to have the Holy Spirit with us. All right, now, we know Jesus is going to be there. We know God's going to be there. And we know the Holy Spirit's going to be there. Now, there's a fourth thing that's going to be there, and it's the other creations. Now, I'm not talking about all dogs going to heaven. That's not what I'm talking about. And we know there ain't going to be no cats in heaven. They're going straight to hell where they came from. That's just, <laughs> just cats. I can't stand them things. <laughs> but what I'm talking about is angels. Angels. We're going to see angels. Now, I know how we feel about our loved ones. And, you know, I know I've got grandparents up there right now that, you know, I, that to me, they were angels on earth. They were just, they were saints. I know that. But I'm talking about angels that God created. Now, listen to this. Over in Matthew 18, 10, it says, Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my which is in heaven. All right, so we know we got God, we got Jesus, we got the Holy Spirit, we got angels, but now we got one more. We got a fifth. Take a wild guess what it might be. Us believers. That's what's going to be in heaven. So we're going to be there as believers, as Christians. We're going to be in the presence of God and Jesus, and the Holy Spirit's going to be in us, and we're going to be around the angels. So. We've got a lot to see when we get to heaven. Now, listen to what John, again, I'm going back to John 14, 3, and it says, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. That's us believers. We're the ye. All right, we're the ye's. We're the ones that he's building and preparing that place for us right now, that place that we, I love that song, not made by hands. He's preparing it. I don't know how he does it. Does he think it? Does he speak it? More than likely he speaks it because he spoke everything into creation. You know, he spoke it. So maybe he's speaking my mansion right now. I don't know. But I know I'm going to be there because that's what the Bible told me. That He said right here, plain as day, that where I am, heaven, there ye may be also. So now we know God's there, Jesus is there, Holy Spirit's there, the angels are there, and I'm going to be there, and I hope you're going to join me when I get there. All right, we're all going to be there as believers. So there's... The things that we know will be in heaven. Those five things. There may be more. I don't know. But I'm going to stick with what I know, what I'm reading in the Bible. So this place that Jesus promised that he's going to come back to or come back from and get us, we know it's a real place. We know heaven is for real. We know that. I know hell is real too. That's a real place. Heaven is real. Hell is real. Jesus is real. The devil's real. Salvation is real. Sinning is real. We have these things that we, we, we talk about, but we need to understand this is real stuff, folks. This is, this is life and death right here that we're reading. And when I say life, I mean life everlasting. And when I say death, I mean eternal death, and that would be hell. So we need to understand that this is all true, and we need to understand it. And we need to understand the fact that Jesus has, has uh, or, the, or God, has blessed these men to pin down these words to help prevent so many people from going to hell. And we need to take it serious. We've got to take it extremely serious. What to expect when you get to heaven? We talked about those five. Let me tell you what we're not going to see when we get to heaven. 
Now, there's a lot of things that we're going to not see when we get to heaven, things that we're used to here on earth. And one thing that we're not going to see in heaven, and it's not going to be in heaven, we will not have to deal with this ever again. Death. Death. Praise God, no more death. I've said uh, over at home, between Barney and Greg, uh, over at Hampton's Funeral Home, and then Mike and Bob over at Austin and Barnes, um, that's sad, ain't it, when you refer to your funeral home directors by their first name? That's bad. But I've had that discussion, especially with Mike um, and Bob, because they're going to be bored out of their minds. What does a funeral home director have to do in heaven? Nothing. It's like Dr. Luke in the Bible. He's twiddling his thumbs right now. He ain't got nothing to do because ain't no sickness up there either. But we're not going to have to deal with death. That's one of, the, one of those things here on earth that none of us like to deal with. Whether it's uh, a death of someone that is close to you, a church member, it don't matter. We don't like dealing with it. We don't like that void, that emptiness that that person leaves. You can't feel it. And, and a lot of people try to fill it with things that they shouldn't be trying to fill it with, a lot of sin. But we have this void from death. We're not going to have to deal with those voids anymore. We're not going to have to deal with death anymore. Luke uh, 20, verse 36 says, Neither can they die anymore. That comes from a doctor. Neither can they die anymore, for they are equal unto the angels and are the children of God, being the children of the resurrection. Boy, if I don't clear it up, I don't know what will. We're children of God, children of the resurrection. He's telling us right there, once we're in heaven, it's over with. There's no more dying. We don't have to deal with the suffering that goes along with it. Think about it. Another thing we, 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 and we can't forget about this one because it will, it will not be in heaven is this old earthly fleshly body. This ain't going with us. Praise God, it ain't going with us. I am tickled to death to know that when I get there, I'm going to be complete. Every one of us has a flaw or has a sickness, has something wrong with us. One of it has to do with, it's, it's time. Time is in each one of us. Time may be a little bit longer for some and a little bit shorter for others. But we're not going to have to deal with the aging process. We're going to have to deal with, with the gray beards anymore. <laughs> I, I, I think he's trying to catch me. I don't know. <clears throat> we don't have to deal with that. We don't have to deal with this old, sin-filled, earthly, sickly, worn-out, torn-up bodies. Anymore. First Corinthians, Paul tells us over in fifteen fifty. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. We don't want to be there. This body can't handle it. This body's too full of sin, so we know it ain't going to be there because sin ain't allowed in heaven. So we have this old, ugly, nasty body down here, and it's just going to stay down here. All right, we're going to get a new body, and it's going to be made in His image, and it's going to be perfect. And I'm going to have 20-20 vision in both eyes and a head full of hair. You know, I'm going to have, I guess I'll get my gallbladder back. I don't know how that works, but I know I'm going to get the perfect body. And, and those people that are here today that have had heart problems or cancer or, or whatever, liver transplants, you're going to get a new liver, another new liver. You get, <laughs> you get a second one. You get a third one, I guess. We're going to get new bits and pieces that have failed us here on earth. Nothing's going to fail us in heaven. Nothing will fail us in heaven. We're going to be the most perfect thing that has ever been created. We Down here, 
We're made perfect in God's image. We're down here, he made us the way that he wanted us to be. And we're going to have some flaws. And we're going to have some sickness. And we're going to have uh, the diseases and things like that. We're going to have that down here. But we don't have it in heaven. We don't have to deal with it anymore. We don't have to worry about the paper cuts and the stump toes and, and all the things that we have to, to worry about. There's no band-aids in heaven, Paisley. Did you know that? Okay, I think she heard me. There's no band-aids there. We don't, there's not, none of that stuff is needed. Now, one of the other things that's not in heaven that I think a lot of us are, are going to be pleased to see and know is there's no more weariness in heaven. No, we're not tired in heaven. How many of y'all are just absolutely worn out right now? I mean, right now, you just, you just I, can't, I just can't do this anymore. I am so tired. I have run my legs off. It's been a long summer, you know, just doing whatever. I'm tired. I'm wore out. Well, thank Adam for that when you get to heaven. Adam sinned in that garden, and God cursed him to work the ground. And he would do this, and, and over Genesis, he doesn't say by the sweat of his brow. He says by the sweat of his face. Have you ever worked by the sweat of your brow? I know Nat has, because Nat's got a garden. If you've got a garden, I know you've worked by the sweat of your brow. Paisley's waving her hand. She's got two ears of corn right now. She's, she's proud of that, and a bunch of beans. But that's Adam's fault. And so we work, and we work our tails off, and we're tired. You come home in the evening, and you just want to crash. Or then you get storms, you get these hurricanes, and this flooding and all that that's going on right now. So you go, and you put in your H, 10, your 12-hour days, and you come home, and then you got to mow or fix the roof or cut trees out of the way. And you're just absolutely worn out. Well, heaven, you don't have to worry about that. We're not going to get tired anymore. No more weariness anymore. We're going to just be rejuvenated constantly, and we're going to bounce around, and we're just going to worship and sing and praise and never get tired again. And we're not going to have to worry about uh, all the destruction that we're having to clean up right now. We're not going to have to worry about weeding out the gardens. There ain't going to be no weeds there either. I didn't add that in there. That's a freebie I'll throw in. But there's going to be all this, 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 this tree that we're going to see when we get there. We can pick that tree, and we can eat of it, and it's going to replenish itself and we're not going to have to worry about throwing out the miracle grow. We're not going to have to worry about watering it. We're not going to have to worry about propping it up because the limbs are too heavy. All right, it's just going to be a perfect tree. And we can go pick and pick and we can get baskets full and gather and gather and gather and never get tired, never get weary. Now, if you've ever worked again by the sweat of your brow, you know that weariness that comes with it. And it can wear you out. I was thinking uh, this week when I was down in uh, Valonia, uh, Arkansas, I think that's the tiredest I've ever been. I mean, I've been in full turnout gear, air pack, and fought fire, but I was able to get out of that and cool off pretty quick. But when I was in Valonia a few years ago for that hurricane or that tornado that come through, um, I cramped up and almost passed out. I got so hot. I was so tired, so weary from, from working because I hadn't worked. I mean, I, I don't mind to work, but I ain't worked that hard in a long time, and it, it, it wore me out. If you, I want you to listen to what Paul says over in 2 Corinthians 5. And it's talking about the resurrection and the judgment here. It says, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. From heaven, I like that. If so, be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in the tabernacle do groan, being burdened. Not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon that morality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that hath wrought us 
for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore we labor that, whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must appear, all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every one may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Now, Paul's telling us right here that heaven in heaven, we're not going to get tired. We're, we're going to be rewarded for the things that we've done for God down here on earth. He's going to reward us, and, but he's also going to he's, we'll be judged as well. We're all going to be judged, good and bad. We're going to be judged whether they believe in God or not. We're all going to be judged at some point. We're going to receive those rewards. And I'd like to be the, the, the type of person, the, the Christian, to say when I get to heaven, my arms are going to be so worn out from trying to scoop up all my possessions, not possessions, sorry, all my rewards and giving them to God, just pushing everything over his feet that my arms are just going to wear out. But unfortunately, I probably ain't going to have that many. And I might just be able to flick it with my finger and land at his feet. I don't know. But we need to strive to down here on earth, as he's telling us here, to, 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 for, to build up those rewards. We need to be working for Jesus. It's a works after salvation thing. So as we're here on earth, we need to be working for Jesus until he comes and gets us and calls us home or calls us home. One of the two, whatever. But we've got to be working for him to build up those rewards so that we can give it back to him once we receive. They're his anyway. Now, Paul's also telling us right now, I'm sorry, John says this, in heaven there will have no sorrow to bring us down. Now, we read this all the time. Every funeral almost. Every... I, your, your mama's funeral, I think Preacher Joe hit every one of the, the big funeral verses that, that we hear. He nailed them, every one of them. But just the way he brings it out, it's still it's a beautiful service. But we talk about that sorrow. I remember him talking about sorrow as well. It's not going to bring us down. It's not there to bring us down. That's Revelation seven seventeen says, For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them into living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. So we don't have to worry about crying anymore. There's not going to be that sorrow there. I mean, if you've ever, every one of us has been sorrowful before. We've all been sad. We've lost something. Something's happened to us, and we just felt down and sorrowful. But we don't have to worry about that no more because he's going to take that away. He's going to wipe it away. That's something that we will never, ever experience in heaven again. What song is it I keep talking about I don't like? Colin Ray's. No, that's another song I don't like. I got several that are not doctrinally sound. It's Colin Ray's Teardrops from Heaven or something like that. I forget what it is. Old 90s country song. There's no teardrops falling from heaven because there's no tears in heaven. Not have to worry about that. Holes in the floor of heaven. That's what it is. Holes in the floor of heaven. There's no holes up there either. I think that's a sin. But there's going to be no more pain either. Now go back over to Revelation 21.4 and it plainly tells us and there shall be no more neither sorrow nor crying. Now listen, he says, neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away. So we're not going to have to worry about that hip that's hurting or that back that's hurting or that stump toe that you might have. Whatever it might be, there's no pain there anymore. So we can, we can go and work or worship and, and praise and do all the things that he wants us to do when we're in heaven and not have to worry about throwing our back out. 
all right, or, or, or breaking a nail or anything like that. We're not going to experience any more pain. That's another thing I look forward to. No more pain. None. But we'll no longer experience any sort of of pain once we're in his presence. And there's another thing up there. It's not going to be up there. I'm sorry. I like this one. Paisley like this one. Ari, you'll probably like this one. There's no more night. There's no more darkness. I call that cavern. That's trying to be funny. There's no more darkness up there. We don't have to worry about the sun going down and the sun coming up. We don't have to worry about clouds covering the, the sun and we're not going to be able to see where we're going and what we're doing because there's no more night there. We're going to be in the presence of the light. We're going to be in Jesus' presence, and he is the light. And so it's just going to be daylight, and it's going to be a glow that we've never experienced before. It's going to be, uh, I don't know if it'll be the kind of glow that Moses had on him or what, but it's going, to be a, it's going to be a different kind of light. It's not going to be this kind of light. It's going to be a glow, a glory glow that we're going to get from Jesus, and it's just going to shine around about us, and it's going to light all of heaven up everywhere we go. And it's just going to be one of those glorious things. Over in Revelation 22, 5, it says, And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. God gave us that light. Now, if you think about night, it's linked to evil. It's linked to pain. It's it's linked over here to, to loneliness. That's what darkness. That's what night is to a lot of people. It's lonely. It's painful. It's full of just, you know, just not a, a good thing we don't like dark how many people have a nightlight in the room i guarantee you nat does paisley does some people just don't like the dark they want they want that little bit of light well we don't have to worry about any more darkness when we get to heaven because we'll be in his presence and he's going to light us up now another thing that's not going to be in heaven and a lot of y'all are going to like this there ain't going to be anybody wicked up there no wickedness no wicked people will be in heaven They'll be in hell, those wicked people. Now listen to what Re- uh, John says in Revelation twenty-two fifteen. He says, for without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. So there's not going to be in those sinful people. Now, we're all sinful people. We know that. Every one of us are sinful people. But the difference between us and the others is that we've asked Jesus in their heart, and he's going to forgive us of those sins. But there are going to be those people that have never asked Jesus into their life. They have never repented for any of the sins that they have, 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 have committed. Whether it be, I mean, listen to this, this is a short list, but it says, are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh lies. You know, that's, that's a short list of some pretty nasty people. But here on earth, those pretty nasty people still have the chance to ask for forgiveness and ask Jesus in their heart. They might be that dog or that sorcerer or that whoremonger murders and idolaters and, and loveth and maketh a lie. That might be them before Jesus. But in Jesus' eyes, if they ask for forgiveness and ask him into their heart, he's going to forgive them. And they will have a place in heaven. No matter what sin they've committed here on earth, he'll forgive them. And I know that's a hard pill to swallow for some people. Some people think, man, they're so nasty, so They've done such a bad thing that they'll never be able to make it to heaven. Well, that's in our minds. But in God's eyes, he will forgive them. We have a hard time with that. But if they haven't asked for forgiveness, and if they ain't asked, they ain't getting in. If they ain't asked for forgiveness and asked Jesus into their heart, 
those wicked people will go on to hell. And they'll split it wide open. No, no one will be up there to say or do anything against God. There'll be nobody in heaven to stop us from worshiping. There'll be none of that disease going on like we're having to deal with right now to stop us from worshiping God. There'll be none of those people up there to stop us from praising Him all day long, all the day long, as the song says. Now, finally, there's another thing that's not in heaven. I like this one. There's no end. There's no end to heaven. It's forever and ever and ever. As Randy Travis said, amen. It's, it's never ending. Ain't that awesome? That what are some things that we think of here on earth that we wish would end? Fridays? <laughs> you know, Mondays? I'm not a big Monday fan. You know, we we want to end to to these childhood diseases. We want to end to a pandemic that's going on right now. We want ends to a lot of things. So we look forward to these ends. Um, kids going to school, they, they look for, forward to the end of the school year. I think teachers look more forward to it than the kids do. <laughs> you know, we have all these things that we're looking more forward to, but when we get to heaven, we don't have to worry about an end because it's not going to end. We're there forever and ever. Listen to what Matthew says over 25, 46. says, And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Life eternal. That, the righteous, that's us. That's Christians, that's us. Life eternal. And eternal has no end. Ever. If you can't find one, it ain't out there. Stop looking. You ain't going to find it. So we're not to worry about an end out there. Jesus, right here, he's telling us that in heaven, we're not going to have to wonder, when's it going to end? Well, I wouldn't care if it ended or not. I'm in heaven. I'm just in heaven. I'm not thinking about when it's going to end. I j- I'm in heaven. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm just there. I, I don't know why anybody would ever wonder why or when it's going to end. I wouldn't want it to end. And luckily, we're, gonna, we're not going to have to worry about that because it's not. It's not going to end. Never end. Our joy is going to be eternal. So we've looked at what is going to be in heaven, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, the angels, us that are believers, and we looked at what's not going to be in heaven. I ain't going to give you that list. There's a lot. So here's one, there's a couple more things we're going to look at this morning. And we'll just call these some characteristics of heaven, some things that are there that we need to be looking forward to. Because that's the thing about heaven. There's things that we can put an earthly term to to kind of get us excited about what's going to be in heaven. One of the things is joy. There's going to be joy in heaven. Luke 15, 7 says, And I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Verse 10 says, Likewise I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repentance. So we know that there's going to be joy, and here we can find that there's going to be an unending amount of joy. So we know that we're there with life everlasting. We know we're there for eternity, and we know we're going to have joy everlasting and joy eternally. It's never going to end. That's pretty nice, ain't it? It's nice knowing that there's going to be that much joy in heaven that it's never going to run out. You ever get tired of being happy? Probably not. Some, some of you might. I don't know, but I know it's, it's nice to be happy all the time. But it's those people that get under your skin sometimes, too. You ever seen those bubbly people that just always perky and happy, and you just want to, one time, just stop it. 
we're going to be that bubbly, perky person in heaven. We're always going to be bouncing around because we're going to be so full of joy. We're going to be in joy because we're going to be in the presence of Jesus. And that ought to make you happy right there, just knowing we're in his presence. Now, another thing that's there, a characteristic of heaven is peace. There's going to be a lot of peace in heaven. We're going to get the, we talk about that. The Bible tells us that, that there's a peace that passeth all understanding. We get that here on earth. There's just this peace that falls on you like you, you lose a loved one and you just can't deal with it, but then all of a sudden this peace comes over you. We can't understand it. We can't explain it. Well, that, that peace that passeth all understanding, we're going to feel that and experience it for eternity in heaven. Luke 16, 25 says, But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivedest thou good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted and thou art tormented. Now, listen, hear what he said right there. But now he is comforted. He has peace. Does peace not give, does that not comfort you? When you have a peace about you, does it not give you some comfort? When, when you're dealing with something in your life and you just get this peace that falls over you, it, it's comforting to know because that's the Holy Spirit answering you. That's the Holy Spirit saying you're doing it right. This is where you need to be going. And it's that peace that falls on you and it comforts us. So that's what he's talking about here. Uh, Abraham Jesus is telling us how heaven will be characterized by the peace that can only come from being in the presence of God so if you've ever been in the presence of God you ever been in one of those really good services that just you just feel his presence you say oh man he's all over us right now what a peace what a what a what a feeling that is just magnify that like a billion million trillion times or whatever that's what we're going to experience so remember that peace now another thing I like about heaven and a lot of y'all are probably going to like this too, is there's going to be some rest in heaven. We're finally going to get to rest. Conley, you're finally going to get to sit down for just a little while and not have to work. There's going to be rest. That's one of the things that I think a lot of people look forward to about heaven. There's so much that we look forward to, but and I remember my grandma telling me this one time that, that she just wanted to rest. She, I'm tired. I just want to rest. And I've, I've been at the bedside of people that are passing away, and they said, I just want to go home. I want to rest. Ain't that where we rest? I don't know many people. Well, I mean, I go to the woods to rest sometime in the tree stand. But other times, when you've had a hard day at work, where do you want to go? Home. I'm tired. I want to go home and rest. I want to go lay on my couch or get in my recliner. I just want to go sit on the front porch with a cup of coffee and watch sunset. I want to rest. We're going to get it. We're finally going to get that rest. Revelation 14, 13 says, And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. They're going to rest. I can't wait to rest. Just to sit down. Take a load off. Pull up some living water and a plate full of manna and just rest. Just sit there. That's the kind of rest that we never get here on earth. You cannot get the kind of rest on earth that we're going to get in heaven. Now, there's been times that you might have taken a Benadryl or something or some uh, NyQuil, and you think you got some rest, but you didn't. Not what we're going to get when we get to heaven. We're not going to, we can't experience that kind of rest here, but we are going to rest. God's presence and the Spirit will give our souls that eternal rest that we're, we're longing for right now, I know. Something else that's there, another characteristic is, is righteousness. Now listen to Second uh, Peter three thirteen says. Nevertheless, we according to his look for new heavens and new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. 
we're going to find it. When we get there, we're going to find that righteousness. This is because of being in the presence of God. Again, He is a righteous God, and we're going to be in His presence, so that's going to make us righteous. Now, something else that's there that I want you to think about, and we talked about a little bit a while ago, and that's rewards. There's rewards in heaven for us. And that, again, comes from works after salvation. We're, we're, we're doing what we can here on earth. We're Jesus' hands and feet right now. And we're trying to, to help uh, people understand and, and come to know Jesus. And we just don't have a lot of time to do it. But we're going to be rewarded for that. We're going to see those blessings come from it. And that's from over in Matthew 11. It says, Blessed are ye that men shall reveal, uh, I'm sorry, uh, revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. So the persecution and things that we go through here on earth, we will be rewarded for. All that we're having to deal with, all that the Christians and the church is going through right now, the persecution coming from every side. If we stand our ground, and we stand on his word, and we preach the truth, and we preach the gospel, we will be rewarded. We're going to be re- The biggest reward that we're going to get as a Christian is the fact that we're going to heaven. That's the re- that, to me, that's the big reward. And then we're going to have more smaller rewards come after that for all that we're trying to do for him down here on earth. But just remember, we're going to be rewarded. We've got to be faithful, though. Now, service. That's another characteristic of heaven there. Revelation 7.15 says, Therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. Now listen to that one more time. It says, Therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. Now I don't believe that night that he's talking about right there. That's not like dark night. I believe it's just a time frame. But what he's telling us is 24-7 we're serving God. 24 all the day long. All we're doing is serving God. We can't do that down here. We don't know how to serve God 24-7. We, want, we need to try, but we can't. We've got to rest. We've got to stop at 10 o'clock at night and go to bed and get back up at 5 or 6 in the morning and, and start all over. We've got to have that time of rest. But in heaven... We're going to be rested up, and we're going to just serve God the entire time that we're up there. It's not a place where we'll sit around and twiddle our thumbs. We'll have plenty to do when we get there. When it comes to worshiping God and praising Him, we'll always have something to do, always. You're not going to be sitting up there like this, just waiting for something to happen. You're going to be up there with your hands up, with a lot going on around you. We're going to be praising Him and giving Him glory. Now, the last thing... The last characteristic up here, and and I want you to hang on to this one. It's our inheritance. We're going to have an inheritance when we get there. I want you to listen to what Peter says over here in 1 Peter 1. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith into salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. We got, we got our inheritance. We're an heir. Okay, Jesus, we're an heir to the throne. Jesus is king. And we're brothers and sisters in Christ who is king. 
So we have a great reward. We have a great inheritance that we're getting ready to receive when we get there. Something we can't experience and we, we just can't understand here on earth. But when we get that inheritance, we're going to be joint heirs. It's just not all mine. It's not just all Morris's. We're joint heirs together. One with Jesus. And so we're going to have this great inheritance, which is heaven. And we're going to have God on the throne and Jesus over on the right-hand side. And we're going to praise and we're going to worship for eternity. We're not going to be weary. We're going to be full of rest. We're not going to have to worry about sin and all the bad stuff that we're having to deal with here on earth. We're going to receive that inheritance from God himself, and we're going to be part of that family. He's going to receive us into that family. He's going to receive us. He's going to bring us in. Welcome home. You know, that's what I, I think I told y'all when I got to Israel. The first time I got there, or went there, our tour guide came up. I didn't know him from Adam. My boss was there. Well, my boss at the time. We walk out. I got my bags and walk out. And Folte was his name. Folte came up to me, and the first words out of his mouth was, Welcome home. And I about melted. Just this kindness in his voice when he said, Welcome home. In Israel. I'm thinking, that's, that's going to be heaven. That's going to be heaven when I step over Jordan and go through them gates. I'm going to get to hear welcome home. I'm going to get to hear well done, thou good and faithful servant. I'm going to get to hear that. And I look forward to that. I look forward to hearing those words and then getting to spend eternity with y'all, and Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit and angels and friends and loved ones that I've lost. I ain't really lost them. I know where they're at. But I look forward to that. And so I hope today, I hope today's encouraging for y'all. I hope today just, just hearing a little bit of what is and ain't going to be in heaven just gives you a little bit more hope, a little bit of understanding about what's in there. And maybe make you a little bit more curious. Study it a little bit more. Y'all might find some more things in there that I didn't find. I guarantee you ain't going to find cats. I'm just, just going to tell you, they ain't going to be there. All right, you ain't going to find mosquitoes either or, or, or ticks. Stand with me. We're going to close out. Again, I, I want y'all to, to be praying this week. We do have a lot of sickness going on in, in the community. And just, just continue to pray for them. Just God knows them. He knows what they are, who they are. Just, just pray for them. And um, y'all stay safe and clean too. Use your hand sanitizers and wash up and all that stuff. Try to stay as healthy as you can. Anybody have anything on their heart they'd like to say this morning before we close out? Nothing. All right. Jonathan, will you dismiss us, please? Amen. All right, we'll see. You. I'll see you guys tomorrow morning.